Shalom, everybody. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. And whenever I refer to, I speak about Limut Torah of women, I, I always uh, speak about Risha as the first place that uh, the first Bet Midrash for women uh, in the entire world. We at Midrashat Enanatim are the first Bet Midrash for Israelis in Israel. But it, it, was, it is uh, less years than Risha that was the first in the entire world. And this is a, a really very important opportunity for me to be here and to speak to such a, a big audience in Bet Midrash. And what also makes me very happy is to see the mixed crowd, not only women, but that the Torah of women and Torah of men finding each other and that's also important and that's uh, beautiful and uh, let's go and learn now. Um, uh, the topic of, the, of my shiur uh, today was written Shabbat and Mikdash, Halakha and Meta Halakha. This was the, the topic and this is really what I would like to speak about. When you are speaking about Meta Halakhic uh, Meta halacha uh, usually refer to uh, ideas and dilemmas that are beyond the explicit explanations of mitzvot and of halacha. Something that is beyond it. And if you will see the title of my of the of the sheet that you have, what is quoted here is pasuk that deals with Shabbat. Adonai. And one can t- say that uh, uh, unlike many other subjects, Shabbat ideas and meaning are clear. Everybody can say what is Shabbat about, the Torah is telling us. Shabbat, not, it's not so difficult to understand Shabbat, except Shabbat. They are, it, it, you don't need something be, behind to understand the, the concept of Shabbat. It is just written in the Torah, just learning, go and learn. So why did I choose to speak about Mecca Halakha relating to Shabbat? Uh, this will be the topic of my show, this will be what we, this will, what we do together, we learn together, I hope we will be able to hear you and not only me, we're sick. So let's go to the Pasuk once again. Et Shabtotai Tishmoru umikdashi tirau Ani Adonai. The translation of this pasuk is, you should keep my Shabbat, Shabbat in plural, and reverence my Mikdash, my sanctuary. And this pasuk is a major exception speaking about Shabbat. First of all, it is an exception in the entire Torah because this is pasuk that repeats twice in Seter Vayikra, as you see uh, there. The other thing is that in both locations, it has no con- it has no context. It is just a pasuk out of the blue, written there with no context. No, you can't tell why the Torah tells us that Shabbatai Tishmoru Mikdashitirau. It has no connection to what was before and afterwards. Just a pasuk that is is there. Furthermore, unlike the rest of the men- mentioning Shabbat in the Torah where usually there are explanations to the Shabbat, 
like you should rest, you should give your rest, lazy, the opportunity to rest, like remember the creation, remember remember all kinds of things that are relating to, to Shabbat, in this pasuk, we are told nothing. Why? Furthermore, what is the connection between Shabbat and Mikdash? Why is it connected here? And I'm sure that you know that there are connections between Shabbat and Mikdash. But these are connections that were learned also from this pasuk and from uh, other places. But at the meaning of this pasuk, nothing is explained. Why? What is the meaning of observe or keep the Shabbat and reverence the Mikdash? What is the meaning? What what is what are the relationships? The relations between the two parts of this pasuk. Um, it, is, it seems as if this pasuk calls us, the readers, to suggest explanations, further understanding of Shabbat that is beyond the common understanding of both Shabbat and Mikdash. And this is what we will try to do following the steps of Chazak. We will start with the, Mish- with the Mishnah, which is at, at your page, up the, this is the the famous Mishnah in the entire Masechet Shabbat uh, at the beginning of, of um, the seventh chapter and there it is written Klal Gadol Amru B'Shabbat Kol Ashochach Ikar Shabbat V'asa Melachot Arbe B'Shabbatot Arbe Eno Chayav Ela Chatat Achat Ayodea Ikar Shabbat V'asa Melachot Arbe B'Shabbatot Arbe Chayav Aykol Shabbat B'Shabbat Let's read the translation a great principle was stated in respect to the Shabbat. He who forgets the fundamental law of Shabbat and performs many labors on many Shabbat incurs only one sin offering. He who knows the fundamental law of Shabbat and performs many labors on many Shabbat incurs a sin offering on account of each Shabbat. So the statement of the Mishnah is that there is a major difference, a major and, and, and very uh, uh, substantial difference between someone that knows the principle and by, by knowing the principle of Shabbat and knowing the, de- the detailed laws of Shabbat. And he tells us something else, that if you don't know the principle, then the law doesn't count. Once you know the principle, then you will bring an, an, uh, uh, one one uh, one korban, one one sin uh, offering, and that's it. It means that, un- that the, the fact that you don't understand what is Shabbat about is you can walk away. The the the, the uh, most important thing is that you will understand the meaning of Shabbat. Once you have understood the meaning of Shabbat, then you have to be to bring a sin, uh, a sin offering over every Shabbat if you didn't know what exactly are the laws of observing the Shabbat. This is the, the, uh, the Mishnah. The Gemara takes it uh, further 
And let's read the, the, the text of the Gemara. First, read the Hebrew. Ayodea ikar Shabbat. Mina hanemile. Amar Rav Nachman. Amar Rabba Baravua. Tere ikra ektive. Veshamru bnei Yisrael et Shabbat. Vektiv et Shabbatotai tishmoru. I, I guess that you all understood that this is uh, uh, Shabbat, is single, and Shabbatotai is many Shabbatot, plural. Hakitzad, Veshamru bnei Yisrael et Shabbat. Shmira achat veshabbatot harbe. Veet Shabbatotai tishmoru. Shmira achat lechol. Shabbat v'Shabbat. I won't read the following. I just uh, read the translation in uh, down there. He who knows the essential law of of the Shabbat. How do we know it? Where did the Mishnah bring brought this klal uh, gadol, this principle statement? Where did it bring it from? It's not written in the Torah. So the Gemara tells us that Rabbi Nachman, in the name of Rabbi Baravua. Two texts are, texts are written. The first one, Veshamru Bnei Yisrael Shabbat, the children of Israel shall keep the Shabbat, and the pasuk that we deal with, and you shall, you shall keep my Shabbat in plural. How this to be explained, the difference between single and plural, wherefore the children of, of Israel shall keep the Shabbat implies one observance for many Shabbats. Whereas, and you shall keep my Shabbats, implies one observance for each separate Shabbat. And then there is a suggestion that one should uh, understand the Psukim the other way around. It, doesn't, it, it is not so important for, for, for us. The Gemara teaches us that the great principle of Shabbat, the greatest principle of Shabbat is learned from the Pasuk, from this Pasuk, at Shabbatotai Tishmeru. And how is it learned? It is learned because it is written in plural. And plural is very strange. If you look over all the Pasukim about Shabbat, you will see that Shabbat is Shabbat. One Shabbat. Shabbat. Shabbat is a constant. Here in our Pasuk And the Mishnah teaches us that there is an essential difference between a person who violates the Shabbat because of lack of knowledge of the idea of Shabbat and a person that who is ignorant about certain details of the, of the, of the prohibitions of Shabbat and this is completely different. And this is what the Mishnah tells us, and the Gemara adds that this is a, 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 we learn it from our pursuit from using the, the plural. If we think about it deeply, we understand that the basic ground of being obligated to the mitzvot, according to this Mishnah, according to the understanding of the Gemara, of the pursuit and the Mishnah, is that you have to understand what you do. And once you don't understand what you do, too bad. But you are not obligated to. Once you will learn that the words that is this concept of Shabbat, then you can correct your past by bringing one sin offering. And this sin offering will, be, will symbolize the, the fact that you have 
uh, moved from from ignorance of Shabbat, not knowing what Shabbat is, to the knowledge of Shabbat. And this is very, very, uh, uh, very interesting. Not only with the connection to Shabbat, but generally, generally, it is we we know that unknowing the principles of the Torah is 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 accepts a person for a punishment of breaking the law of the Torah. And if we think about ourselves, if we think that we can understand from it, it teaches us a lot about Jewish life nowadays, about the fact that many people don't know that don't understand the principles, about the fact that uh, uh, what is what is the meaning of responsibility of of being observant. What should be first learned? What should be, should be second? So just like that, one word in this unique pasuk, it's not strange, that unique pasuk, using the plural Shabbatotai, this is the Klangado, the great principle of Shabbat, and not only of Shabbat. This is a great principle of understanding what is the meaning of being obli- obligated to mitzvot. And at least according to this understanding, it is more important that it is the first first thing is that one should understand the the the, the idea. And once you have understood the idea and accepted the idea, then starts your obligation to observe the mitzvot. So this is one thing. Speaking about meta halacha, this is not the halacha. This is not. There is a, a implications in halacha because you have to bring only one sin, sin offering. But it is so beyond. It tells us a, a whole thing about understanding what mitzvot, what is the meaning of, of mitzvot. Yet, there is an additional meaning to this distinguish between the two aspects of Shabbat. Speaking about Shabbat in signal, Shabbat and speaking about Shabbat in plural, Shabbatot, and this is a, this is an additional understanding. The essence of Shabbat is always one since the creation, since the, the first sukkim of the second chapter of Sefer Bereshit. This is what Shabbat is about. Since then. And since Neisrael uh, were, it was ruled as a mitzvah over Neisrael, and now people should observe the Shabbat. But such concepts, the Shabbat is Shabbat, is Shabbat, is Shabbat, since the creation until the end of days, might cause, might create routines. The Shabbat is, okay, like it was last week like it will be in 100 years, Shabbat is Shabbat, it is always the same. And there is this problem of lack of renewal, lack of revival, of Shabbat as a routine. And here comes the concept of the plural. The plural says that each, each Shabbat comes. Each Shabbat is this day only. The Shabbat that is going to be in three days 
will be the only Shabbat that is going to be every day. Shabbat Balak, Tashinayim Gimel, the only Shabbat Balak, Tashinayim Gimel ever. Ever. And perhaps this distinguish between single and plural teaches us another thing. It is not only that we are, we should be aware to the concept of Shabbat, to the meaning of Shabbat, we, but we should also be aware to the fact that each Shabbat we have to accept upon ourselves as unique, as this very Shabbat. And perhaps this is another meaning of a Shabbatotai Tishmoru. Kol Shabbat is Shabbat. Each Shabbat will be the very special and the very unique Shabbat, the once in lifetime Shabbat. And perhaps this is also a, a meaning of using Shabbatot, Shabbatotai in plural, and not regular Shabbat. So up until now we have spoken about one word in this pasuk. But I remind you that this pasuk deals with Shabbat and Mikdash, Shabbat and Sanctuary. So let's see what is, what are these connections. So look down in your page and there is here uh, um, uh, from the Sifri, Sifri is the Halachic Midrash on Sefer Bamidbar. It's, uh, and, and you see down there, I will hit the, the Hebrew and then, um, and then uh, the translation. Over Yom Shabbat, Shnei Kvasim, Lama Neemar, Eti Shomeret Shabtotai Tishmoru Mikdashi Tirao, Shetehe Avodat Mikdash Docha Eta Shabbat. Eta Omer Shetehe Avodat Mikdash Docha Eta Shabbat, O Shetehe Shabbat Docha Eta Avodat. תלמוד לומר, וביום השבת שני כבשים. מה תלמוד לומר את שבתותיי תשמורו מקדשית יראו? שתהא עבודת מקדש דוחה את השבת. If you haven't understood the Hebrew, it's okay. Because it's a really complicated Hebrew. And the bottom line is not, you may know what is the bottom line, but it is, they feel that there is something very, very, unclear about Shabbat and Mikdash. Once again, our pursuit is the center of the entire Limud. Let's read first of all the, the translation. And on the Shabbat day, two sheep should be sacrificed. Why was this written? It says, you shall keep my Shabbat and, and reverence my, uh, my Mikdash. So, so that the work of the sanctuary, the Mikdash, Repreempt the Shabbat. Do you say that the work of the of the Mikdash preempts the Shabbat, or does the Shabbat preempt the work in the Mikdash? The text comes to to teach, and on the Shabbat day to sheep to teach us that you shall keep my Shabbat, but and revere my sanctuary. That the work of the sanctuary preempts the Shabbat. This is the translation of the Sifri. But if you look deep into this Midrash, into this Salacha, it is not quite sure. The, the Pasuk raised up a major question. What is more important? What is the, the... And how can one tell? And suddenly we understand that Mikdash and Shabbat contradict each other. It doesn't go together. It's either Shabbat or Mikdash. 
would the routine of the Mikdash be on hold once a week because of the sanctity of Shabbat or would Shabbat be violated with Melachah because of the superiority of the Mikdash what is above the other for sure we can't observe both it's either this one or the other one as you surely know all of you you are Talmidei Chachamim all the words all the Melachot prohibited on Shabbat are learned from the building of the Mishkan all about Melacha are learned from the Mishkan, from the Mikdash. At the time when they built the Mishkan, they stopped every Shabbat. They didn't build the Mishkan on Shabbat. But once the Mikdash was built, then we learn that those Malachot that we have learned from building the Mishkan, and we haven't done them on Shabbat when the Mikdash was built, now are violated in the Mikdash because of the regular work of, of the Mikdash even on Shabbat. Strange. Really? It is. Yes. So uh, we have to see. Why did the Sifri decide it? Why the Halakha decided? Why do they teach us that in spite of the fact that Shabbat is above all, in the Mikdash you do so many Melachot that are forbidden outside of the Midrash, you do them perfectly, you should do them. You are violating the Shabbat if you are not violating the Shabbat in the Mikdash. That this is what we have learned. So what is the meaning of it? What is the meaning of the Pasuk that we are keeping on reading at Shabtotai Tishmoru Umikdashi Tirau? What is the meaning of it? Why do the Midrash teaches us? I think that logically we would have seen that the same that this remote that we have learned that during the time of building the Mikdash, they stopped on Shabbat. This makes sense. You know that there are many explanations and the uh, uh, Midrashim that are uh, uh, finding similarities between building the Mishkan and the creation of the world. If you look very carefully at the, at the uh, last, uh, last uh, uh, chapters of Sefer Shmot, you find all kinds of expressions and, and words that are used during the uh, creation. So it is really logically, if the rule was that on Shabbat, Mikdash is on hold, it's like parallel to what happened at the creation. Kadosh Baruch Hu created the world in six days, and we are doing all the worshiping and Kadosh Baruch Hu doing all the sacrifices and everything that we have to do six days in the Mikdash, and on Shabbat, and stop. This makes sense. 
And if we are, we have a sort of a, of a, a reminder every week to the creation by stopping the work in the in the research. So before I will suggest my understanding of this midrash, is anybody here has have? Do you have any idea about why? Why is it so? What? What does this midrash wants to teach us? Any? No, you have so many midrash for me here. I think this is. I, I, I'm not sure that this is right. This is what I think. You can forget about it. You can uh, say that this is completely wrong. But this is how I understand it. I understand that both the pasuk that now we understand that this pasuk describes contradiction between Shabbat and Shikan. I think that both the pasuk and the theory that explains this pursuit, or is based on this pursuit, teach us that even Shabbat is bound to rules beyond its own rules, as if to tell us that rules for themselves are meaningless unless they come as mitzvah. And sometimes the mitzvah is against our logic against our understanding it is very logical to understand that Mikdash will be on hold once a week but this mitzvah is beyond our understanding beyond our logic beyond the logic of the rules themselves if we control the rules with our logic then we, we might devaluate the concept of sanctity the concept of Kedusha. But once we are not controlling these rules and we don't understand them, understand them we are not fully understand them, we can't understand them. And you see the language of the Midrash, perhaps Shabbat is more important, perhaps Mikdash is more important, is it written to tell us that Shabbat is more important, Mikdash is more important? It, it is purposely. The purpose is that you will understand that the mitzvah is beyond our ability to, to understand, to, to explain. We are doing this mitzvah, this mitzvah Shabbat and mitzvah Mishkan, because this is what we are told to do. And the, the words of the, of the Midrash are, as the Midrash states, I don't know where is it? This is the meaning of this uh, pasuk. On Shabbat, two sheep. This is the meaning. You couldn't contemplate, you couldn't say, no, you can't Because this is what is written and and I think that uh, uh, now we come to another stage of understanding this pasuk. This pasuk is speaking about building that sanctity in our life. And one rule is that we have learned already beforehand, never make it a routine. 
this is why Shabbat and Shabbatul. You can't have Kedusha in your life if it is part of your routine, regularity. You have to pay attention. There is Shabbat, but there are called Shabbat and Shabbat. This is one thing. Another thing that we also uh, uh, um, um, so, uh, that we have seen now is that Kedusha is something that is beyond our logic. If you understand the system, it's not Kedusha It's something else, but it's not anymore. And if you want to add to it, we'll go to the next source, which is from Talmud, from Masechet Once again, the same Pasuk. As you see, what I did, I took the Pasuk and went to see what it has, the Hazal, or what it has the Talmud teach us about this Pasuk, at Shabtotai Tishmoro Mikdashit Yirau. And so in Yivamot it is said, at Shabtotai Tishmoro Mikdashit Yirau, Lamali. Lamali is, what does, what does it teach me? And what, why, why do I need this Pasuk? I know about Shabbat already so many times. I've learned about Shabbat so many times in the Torah. What do I need this Pasuk for? Mibailek, liketetanya, yachol yitere adam mikdash. Talmud lomar, shabtotai tishmorov mikdashit yirau. Neemra shmira b'shabbat veneemar mora b'mikdash. מה שמירה אמורה בשבת, לא משבת אתה מתיירא, אלא ממי שהזהירה לשבת? אף מורה אמורה במקדש, האמור במקדש, לא ממקדש אתה מתיירא, אלא ממי שהזהירה למקדש. I stop here and I read the translation. You shall keep my Shabbat and reverence my sanctuary. It is required for the following deduction. As it might have been imagined that a man should reverence the sanctuary, I will add a word, itself, It was explicitly, explicitly stated in the scripture, you should keep my Shabbat and reverence my sanctuary. The expression of keeping was used in relation to the Shabbat and in the same verse that, uh, um, that of reverence in relation uh, to the sanctuary, in order that the following comparison may be made. As in the case of keeping used in relation to the Shabbat, one does not reverence the Shabbat, the Shabbat but he who ordered the observance of, of, where is it? of Shabbat. So, in the case of reverence used in relation to the sanctuary, to the Mishkadash, one is not reverence the sanctuary, but the sanctuary, but him who gave the commandment concerning the sanctuary. So it, it is not so difficult to understand what bothered the mind of Chachamim that brought them to understand this pasuk in this way. What bothered their mind is the, 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 the sentence that we just have read. What was this sentence? And it might have been imagined that a man should reverence the sanctuary. This is what frightens them. This is, this is the dangerous. It is, you have all learned Nevi'im. You know what they speak about. It is a problem. 
one might one might worship the space, the substance, something that he sees in his eye. You know already from the golden cross that this is the this is the issue, but further on it, it, it we can learn it from many words of the prophet that such adherence to the Mikdash not only moves their attention from Akadosh Baruch Hu to the Mikdash itself, but even was a way to justify uh, unjustice, to justify sins, to justify mistakes. It came to a certain point that, some, that in some prophecies we hear that the, the a prophets be, prefer not to have Mikdash because of this problem. And it could lead people towards idolatry, towards worshipping the Mikdash per se. So the question is, is there a way to avoid it? And the answer of Masechet Yevamot is, yes, there is a way. And the Talmud teaches us that the connection between Shabbat and Mikdash is not only to teach us what we have learned beforehand, but it to teach us a very important lesson. You observe the Shabbat because because the Shabbat told you so. The Shabbat is, is nothing unless you are told to observe the Shabbat. Same goes for the sanctity of the Mikdash. The sanctity of the Mikdash is a result of the Mitzvah. Is not, there is nothing in the Mikdash that makes the Mikdash a sanctuary, a, 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 a holy place. And the Talmud emphasized that this connection is necessary in order to prevent any deification of the Mikdash. It is only because Him who gave us the command, commandment concerning Shabbat, concerning, concerning a, a Mikdash. If you read on, the, the uh, second passage of Masechet Yevamot, it is written, I read the Hebrew first, Ve'ezo hi mora mikdash, lo yikhanef adam behar abayt b'maklo, b'minalo, b'pundato, b'avak shal gabar aglav, ve'lo yaseu kapandaria, u'retika mikal v'chomer, and the translation is, and what is regarded as the reverence of the mikdash, of the sanctuary, a man shall not enter the Temple Mount with his stick, shoes, or money bag, or with dust upon his feet, nor may he use it for making a shortcut. And spitting is by uh, inference of minority. But what is the meaning of this? Mora Mikdash. Mora Mikdash, Yerat Mikdash, very easily can be described as having very strong emotions, feeling that you are coming to a very holy place, something that has to do with your, with your, hardly with your thoughts, mainly with your feelings, that you feel that you are entering a very holy place. This is what naturally people will think. But the Talmud tells us something else. Mora Mikdash is something very realistic, and it, and it is what you should not do, and not what you should do. There is no single commandment what you should 
do while coming to the Mikdash. There are only prohibitions what you shouldn't do. And if you go on the list, we'll see that it is very interesting what they tell us. One should not come with a stick, tells us that Mikdash is not part of your regular way. Usually you go out from your I guess that this is what they were used to do. You go out from your house with a stick in your hand. You put it aside in the Mikdash. It is not a regular way. One should not come with his shoes. Give up the very basic protection. Shoes at that time were protecting your feet. In our time as well. But you should put this protection aside. Go with barefoot, very vulnerable to the Mikdash. Not only that, one should not come with his wallet. This is not a place for business. One should not come with dust on his feet. It is a place not like in every day. Every day you have dust on your feet. It's not like the regular way you walk around. And the last one, one should not make a shortcut in the Temple Mount. Because going to the, to the Mikdash is the goal. It is not something on the way. You are not going to the Mikdash by the way. All this list, this big list that we have learned here, is preventing yourself from doing what you usually do. This is the way to express Bora Mikdash. The fear of holiness is expressed in these very simple details. And once again, it tells us two things. It tells us that separation between everyday life and Mikdash. Mikdash is another fear. This is why what is regular shouldn't be done in the Mikdash. This is one thing. And the other thing is that one cannot appropriate the space of the sanctuary to himself. He can't get hold of it. You are coming with nothing in your hand. You cannot do anything. This is not yours. It is not part of you. You are just visiting. But you are visiting with certain ways that usually you are not walking like that. You are not doing like that. And once again, we are told that the sanctity of the Mikdash is something that you make. Because you can violate it very easily. If you go with your shoes, the Mikdash is not holy anymore. Because you have violated it. Likewise, the Shabbat. Same goes to Shabbat. And perhaps, now instead of learning from Shabbat on Mikdash, we can learn the other way around, because, or, or both ways, because Shabbat and Mikdash, the, the very essence of sanctity, of both the sanctity of time, which is Shabbat, and sanctity of space, which is, which is Mikdash, are both a place where we prevent ourselves from from our regulation, from every day, from the, from the secular life. And by that, we create 
in sacred time, holy time, holiness in time, and in space. It all depends on us. And this is another amazing learning from this pasuk. So, it's unbelievable how one pasuk that is nowhere, it, 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 it's somewhere in, in Sefer Vayikra, without the context, gets so many contexts and teaches us so many things that we are not told in other explanations over Shabbat and we are not told on other explanations over Mikdash. I, I, I would like to... Uh, there is another thing that uh, is mentioned here from Aferet Brachot but I think that I, I will skip it and we'll go to a Midrash from Kohelet Raza. Um, and this Midrash, I think, uh, gives another line on, on the entire, uh, entire issues that uh, rose uh, here in this uh, learning of the meaning of this pursuit. But before reading this, uh, this uh, uh, Midrash, I just want to, uh, to emphasize that I think that we have so many questions, but still there is one one thing that uh, that still remains, and what remains is that uh, is that is this danger that the mikdash will become the subject of worshiping instead of the kadosh exist also on Shabbat? Could one observe Shabbat not because of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he who commanded the Shabbat, but we'll find the Shabbat like what happened with the Mikdash, that the Mikdash became the subject of worshipping and this was a major problem. Could it be with time as well? Can we forget the reasons for Shabbat and have Shabbat because it's nice to rest, because it's a good time for the family, because... Forget about the Kadosh Baruch Shabbat. Is there such a danger as well? I think that this story challenges this, this option and many others, so let us, let us read this story. I read first the Hebrew because it is so beautifully written in Hebrew and uh, those of you that understand the Hebrew will enjoy it and then uh, the translation. Abba Tachana Chasida נכנס לעירו ערב שבת עם חשכה וחבילתו מונחת לו על כתפו ומצא מוקש שכין אחד מוטל בפרשת דרכים. אמר לי, רבי, עשה עם יצדקה ואחיסני לעיר. אמר, אם אני מניח חבילתי מהיכן לפרנסני וביתי? ואם אני מניח את מוקש שכין, אני מתחייב בנפשי. מעשה. המליך יצר טוב על יצר רע, והכניסו למוקש שכין לעיר, ובא ונטל את חבילתו, ונכנס עם דמדומי חמה, והיו הכל תמהים ואומרים, זהו אבא טחנה חסידה? אף הוא ערער בליבו ואמר, תאמר, שמא חיללתי את השבת? באותה שעה הבריח הקדוש ברוך הוא את החמה דכתי וזרחה לכם יראה שמי שמש זכה ומרפא בכנסיה. באותה שעה 
הרהר בליבו ואמר, תאמר שלא נתקבל שכרי? יצאה בת קול ואמרה לו, לך אכול בשמחה נחמך, ושתה בלב טוב ימיך, כי כבר עשה אלוקים את מעשיך, נתקבל שכרך. So for those of you that unfortunately didn't understand the Hebrew, I read the translation. Abba Tachana Hasida came to the entrance of his city on the eve of the Shabbat at dusk, and he carried his bundle on his deck. He found a man afflicted with boils lying at the crossroads. He said to him, Rabbi, be charitable to me and bring me into the city. He said to himself, if I leave behind my bundle, how will I support myself and my family? Yet, if I leave behind this oil afflicted man, my own life will be worthless. What did he do? He made his good instincts take precedence over his bad in- instincts. Yetzer Tov, precedence over Yetzer And brought the boil afflicted man into the city. Then he returned and picked up his bundle and entered the city at the sunset. And everyone was shocked and said, Is that Abba Tachana Hasida? Even he wondered to himself and said, Tell me, could I have, de- could I have desecrated the Shabbat? At that moment, the Kadosh Baruch Hu made the sun shine as it is written in Malachi at the... ראה את הפסוק, זה פסוק, וזרחה לכם יראה שמי שרץ דקה ומרפא בכנפיה, זה פסוק is not there, but זה פסוק טרפס, זה הקדוש ברוך הוא is rising the sun for those who worship his name. At that moment, he wondered to himself and said, tell me, will I not be rewarded? A heavenly voice came out and said to him, go and eat your bread. Enjoy and drink your wine with a happy heart, for God has already found favor with your deeds. You will be rewarded. This is the story. The story is around the last pasuk. It is Kohelet Rabbah. The story is from Kohelet. The, the pasuk is from Kohelet. But the story is about something else, and I would like uh, to look into this story together with you. Yom um, Frankel, uh, which is... He was one of the greatest uh, teachers of Midrash ever. Uh, uh, had, uh, I think it's, it's a whole article about things that are Erev Shabbat in Chashecha, this very, very delicate uh, moment when it's just between Chol and Kodesh, this very delicate moment in this story, it is not only Erev Shabbat in Chashecha, But it is also on a crossroad. And the crossroad is also uh, reflected in the heart of Abadachana Hasida. Because his dilemmas are dilemmas not between good and evil. Between good and evil, you don't have a dilemma. You know what is good and what is wrong. But between two good things, then it is a dilemma. And this is a crossroad. And this is these very delicate moments, whether it is already Shabbat or not quite Shabbat. So all this, this is the, a very, a, a, this is the, the, the background of this story. What we hear in, in, in uh, this story, that Abba Dachana Chassidah came to his turn 
one can imagine after a whole week of trying to bring something to his family and everything that he has is in this bundle on his, on his shoulder and you understand that if you leave a bundle with whatever is in it in a crossroad outside of the city the chances that you will find it there there, are no, there is no chance that you will find it there or hardly a chance that you will find it there what we know about the people of this city is that on this crossroad near the city was a man afflicted with shrim, with boys and nobody cared enough to take him into the city it means that you cannot rely on those people that will not take this bundle or other people, it's out there, it's, it's out, out there and Abu Dachanach Zachrif Rida see this man and this man asked him bring me into the city for sure if he will remain the entire Shabbat out there the chances that he will survive are at least less good than if he will be in the city but you know, you don't know, but you can imagine that perhaps if he will not bring his bundle, his family, his kids, will have nothing to eat. Because they rely on him. So this is why it is a real dilemma. And you also know the rule that the, the people in your house have descendants on people that you don't know. First you have to take care of your own family, then take care of other things. But Abba Dachana Hasida, just listen to his name, he is, I don't know exactly what is the, the meaning of, if, if you have to read it, Tachana, Ulay Tachina, in Hebrew, Tachet Nun Hey, I don't know exactly what is the meaning of this name. But Hasida, you know what is Hasida. Hasida with Aleph at the end means the Hasid. Aleph in the end is like hey a yedia the chassid with the capital letter chassid that everybody knows that he is the chassid. He had made up his decision and he called leaving this man behind is yetzalavah and taking the bundle in. Taking the man inside is yetzalatov. This was his own decision. He had decided that this is what he should do. Okay, so what is the story? I guess that most of you would have done the same thing. Yes? I don't know how many times you have said a afflicts a person on the crossroads. But I think, I think that, I think, it is on the edges of Pikuach Nefesh or almost, I don't know if it is Polish, I don't know. But I think that uh, seeing a person in uh, such a situation and a bundle, I don't know. But what is the big story? The big story is that because the Hasid had the dilemma, it tells us that the solution is not nature. He couldn't think different. This is the first thing. But the second thing is that he went out there, out of the city back to find his bundle and he did find it. 
which is very, very good. Now we have something to bring home. But what happened then? Then everyone saw him walking with a bundle on his shoulder. So, uh, shoulder. And now imagine, you can imagine, everyone can imagine this, that everyone is already with the uh, with the with the Shabbat, with the Shabbat clothes, and they are all walking to Beta Knesset, and suddenly someone comes with his car and puts his car in the parking lot, and we already walk to to uh, Knesset. So there is something to speak about instead of framing how we can say something. What can we say? Is that Abba Tachana Hasida? This is what now they have something good in this Shabbat. They have to, something to speak about. You hear this city. Everybody spoke about this. Is that Abba Tachana Hasida? It means that Shmirat Shabbat, it is not only following the rules, but it has, at least with person's life, this Hasid, it is how it is shown in the eyes of how other people look at it. And this is very important, because what they understand is, okay, so Shabbat, this crossroad, or this very, very, very delicate time, that in a certain, certain moment, sanctity is there, Kedusha is there, it is not so. It depends on whether you are finished, you have uh, taken everything home, you uh, washed your car, you are uh, ready, and then Shabbat will stop. But when you lift your eyes up and you see the chassid of the term behaving like this, the responsibility was not only for this sick man and not only for his family that needed something to eat but also for the way that people will think about him. This is also a responsibility. Shabbat is not only between you and the Kadosh Baruch Hu. Shabbat has people look at you. People see you. And the way that you observe the Shabbat is a lesson to other people that are seeing you as a chassid. And this is why he asked himself, asked himself, say, I, have I, could I, uh, could I have desecrated the Shabbat? And I think that Abba Hamachasida tells us something so important. At first, he knew, and I think that we were all very disappointed if this uh, rabbi would have taken his bottom and say, okay, I have to take care first of all my kids and then uh, taking care of these old men. We would have been disappointed, I think, most of us, yes. But suddenly we understand that, and, and I think that we have accepted what is the Atotom and what is the Atotom. But now, the person that did not, that is not sure at all, is the Hasid. The Hasid is not sure at all whether what he did was right. Not because he has a second thought about what is Yisrael and Yisrael, but because of Shabbat. Perhaps Shabbat is above everything. 
And no matter what your family will have, Shabbat is above everything. Not, n- not even you have another three minutes before Shkiah, but if people look at you, if you can say, is that Abba Tachana Hasidah? This is violating the Shabbat. Because people said it. And the Kadosh Baruch Hu made the sun rise again. Baruch Hashem, Neda, it's so good. So why is he hesitating once again? What is the meaning of the second station? Why did he say he wanted to himself? What is the meaning? Tell me, will I not be rewarded? I really don't think that what bothers his mind is whether he will have some mitzvah or not. I think that what bothers his mind is why should the Kadosh Baruch Hu do such a thing for me? Who am I that the Kadosh Baruch Hu will do such a thing for me? Perhaps a person should observe the mitzvot as is and not wait for the sun to rise again and to solve the problem. Perhaps the thing is that and perhaps the meaning of being a real chassid is never to be 100% sure that what you have done is the right thing. Say with some thoughts. And then the heavenly voice came and said, It is very nice, but very frustrating. Because I don't know how many of you, I've never heard that call, and never saw, I never got this heavenly voice that say, okay, you made the right decision. Nobody gets it. And the thing is, what is the, the, the inner message of this midrash is that regularly you will not be able to know. So regularly you have to check always your deeds. At this matter, always check your Shabbat. See that you are really, really observing the Shabbat, really making the Shabbat this special kind of holiness of faith. And I think that this story relates to the uh, explanations of the Pasuk at Hashem. You always stand in a situation where you have these dilemmas, you don't know exactly. Certain understandings are driven from this amazing Pasuk about not only about how to observe Shabbat, about Yichot Shabbat, but was about the meaning of Shabbat. And the rest is for us to check ourselves, to check every Shabbat ourselves. That the, the, if you look at it from another point of view, and we read this pasuk, and this is my last sentence, it's a totally Hashem. How come that a person, a human being, can deal with Kusha. How? It's all. Kedusha is, Kedosh Baruch Hu is Kedosh Baruch Hu. We are not. And we hear this Pasuk calls us 
create a space of Kedusha, create time of Kedusha, but understand the meaning of the mitzvah, understand what is the meaning of every, each Shabbat, think about how you create the Kedusha in time, how we are not relating to a space as the origin of, of the sanctity, but it's a Kedusha that gave you these commandments and all the rest of the things that we have learned about one pasuk that repeats twice in the Torah.